Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, Download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello again, Gal- <laughs> 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 I tried. <laughs> Hi again, Galavan fans. We are here talking today about episode five and six, completely mad, Elena, and Dungeons and Dragon ladies. Joining me on the panel tonight, Jackie Borowski. Hey. Tiana Hubson. Hello. <laughs> yes. Blake McIver. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and we have not one, but two very special guests joining us tonight. In studio is Karen David, a.k.a. Princess Isabella something, something, something. Maria Lucia Elisabetta of Valencia. Oh, impressive. Also joining us, Luke Youngblood, who plays Sid. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. I think we're kind of pumped after seeing the show because it was like a really good week. This, I, I mean, every week's a good week, but <laughs> this week was, yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. It's it's really overwhelming um, for us to watch the episodes because we're watching it for the first time like you guys are. Mm-hmm. So we can't really be passively watching it because we're like, <laughs> oh my God, why did I do that? Oh, why did I do it like that? And it's like, you know, it's, but um, after watching it like a few times, <laughs> then you're like, Okay, you can breathe. <laughs> I think I loved most that you guys were laughing just as hard as we were. Like, it, like <laughs> yeah. it really was like yes. you didn't know what was going to happen next. So we yeah. have no idea. Like we we don't know what parts they're going to keep and what they're going to um, get rid of in the show. And there's so many bits that you know we, we've shot and things that have happened kind of behind the scenes. Um, that makes it even more funny. So yeah. I think it's a little bit unfair that we get to laugh just that <laughs> little bit more than everyone else. <laughs> it's true. It's a completely different spe- experience being in front of the camera than mm-hmm. it is being behind the camera and actually getting to see the end result. But for all of our fans out there, we are also keeping an eye on Twitter. If you have any questions for our lovely fans, we can go ahead and throw our twiddle, uh, Twitter handles out right now, but we are also checking out the hashtag ABTVGalavan. So... If you want to go ahead and tweet your questions for our lovely guests out there, maybe we'll get a chance to read them. So go ahead. What's your Twitter handle? Oh, it's at 123Jackie underscore B. And Jackie is spelled J-A-C-Q-U-E because my mom is. (laughs) 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 It's unique. (laughs) Um, And I'm at the Tiana Hobson, like the princess, just with T-I-O-N-A, because I spell it right, unlike Princess Tiana. (laughs) 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 I am at Blake McIver, B-L-A-K-E-M-C-I-V-E-R. And you guys can uh, tweet me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Let's go ahead and get into it, because there there was so much going on yes. this week. So many guest stars, so many awesome musical numbers, and we, we even end on kind of a hell of a cliffhanger there mm-hmm. towards the end. So, all in all, what's your guys' first reaction just coming out of the screening room? Uh, what's your first reaction for this episode, or these episodes? 
Uh, well, I said, actually, I said my first reaction to, to our guests before <laughs> we went on air. So I feel like I should say it again for the for the benefit Go of right the fans. Um, I wish they were hour-long episodes. And I think I, I've probably said that before on air here. It's... Um, it's uh, after watching this where where you have a cliffhanger like that you're like okay no <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you guys can enlighten us as to why they are half hour episodes um well, I know with uh, the music, first and foremost, Alan Menken and Glenn Slater had to, r- they wrote about 31 songs yeah, there's like for eight episodes. Yeah, musical elements. It's insane. Yeah, and it's really dependent on the storyline. Like, everything relies on something else. It's like a domino effect. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is something that's, you know, really new for TV. I mean, hats off to ABC for taking a big risk and a punt. And I think because they knew that, too. They thought, well, let's let's try eight and let's see what happens mm-hmm. with this and see what the feedback is. But I think more for Alan and Glenn's ins- um, sanity. <laughs> yeah, but having like two half-hour episodes air back-to-back, so like, you do kind of get that full hour. And it just goes to show that we actually can take a full hour of this yeah. you know, hardcore comedy that's in your face and just so action-packed. And I think an hour long would be... It'd be pretty, pretty good, but Are yeah, I don't know it how. Hint, 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 wink, wink. Season two hour-long episodes, yes. please. Yeah. <laughs> that would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's hoping. How about you guys? Um, I loved it. I mean, every week it just gets better and better. Like you kind of think, where are they going to take the story and the songs next? Because it's like, how many musical numbers can they really fit in here? Because <laughs> especially like the first episode was so like back to back songs. You're like, wow, is it going to be? You know, is it going to get boring at some point? And mm-hmm. it never does. I laughed my butt off, and I yeah. and I leave wanting to sing. Like I want my life to be a, a musical. musical. <laughs> <laughs> and I want a knight in shining armor to come in and be like, "I'm here." <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. If life could just be a musical, my life would be happy. <laughs> Hire Alan Menken to come in. Yeah, and indeed. If Alan Menken could just compose all of our lives, it would be so much better. <laughs> so much better. I, I like loved these episodes tonight. Just my favorite so far, really. And it wasn't just because I popped two Xanax before. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a, a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk. What's your guys' favorite episode from these two? Because we had a couple really interesting ones, and we had two awesome guest stars. Uh, Weird Al, I think our jaws hit the floor when we saw Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, they screen. did. <laughs> <laughs> I was sat at the back, so I was able to hear it and then just hear the gum gum on the ground. And um, I was just imagining everyone else around America having the same reaction. Yes. And yeah, it felt it felt pretty good because like even yeah. though he looks completely different with the the wig and that like bald cap and stuff, everybody knows that it's him. Like he's mm-hmm. so recognizable. Mm-hmm. He's an and icon. Yeah, know. he is. And um, Karen's seen with him as well. <laughs> Can I just <laughs> talk about, about no, that no. a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> See, as you know, Luki and I spent a lot of time together because we were spending so much time on our journeys with Sid, Isabella, and Gallivant. Mm-hmm. This one was snickering <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> not holding <laughs> during, during the scenes with, with Al, um, I had some major tongue twister lines and I just could not get them out. You know the, you know nine, the, o'clock? the nine o'clock bit. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and literally my brain just froze and I kept saying, like stumbling about six, seven times and this one was cracking I, up. I just couldn't. My back was like going like this. I was really trying to, you know, be nice to my fellow actor. <laughs> but well, there's just know. certain times when you just can't <laughs> do, it. do it. But Al is such a consummate yeah. pro. It's as if he'd been doing it his whole life. He's just like, you know, he'd just feed the line again and then I'd muck up and then he'd feed the line again. <laughs> and it was like, you know, a, a, a scratched record just on repeat. But mm-hmm. he was such a pro and he didn't even laugh or anything. He was so cool. Yeah, he Not was like great. you, Nick. I was going to say, because the show, first of all, is a comedy, and because it looks like you guys have a lot of fun making the show, how hard is it to actually keep everything on schedule without busting up laughing every five seconds? Um, basically, it doesn't stay on schedule <laughs> <laughs> because of that reason. I think we, we probably get about five minutes of usable TV every day (laughs) purely because we're laughing so much and it's not even an understatement um, in terms of like how much we 
yeah, we're just so, you know, we're enjoying it, and you try to be in the moment, but then someone says something, and, okay, it's written down, and it's funny, but then when you see them perform it, it's even funnier, yeah. and it's just, it's probably the hardest job that I've had because of that. Yeah, just to see, <laughs> it's, it's, it's watching each other's reactions, and you, can, and you know that everyone's trying to keep it together and hold it in, and so <laughs> it's, it's only until you see the director, Koch, or someone giving us dirty, stink eye looks, <laughs> like, come on, guys, reel it in, pull it, like, time is funny. <laughs> um, that's when we're like, okay, <laughs> no more laughing. <laughs> we're more gag reel, I think, than actual take. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, you had this great anecdote, speaking of time, that Magdalena, Madalena had to learn that last song, that one song, yeah. where there's a bunch of mirrors in like 20 minutes or so something. So it was one of those days where it's not getting done because, you know, people are laughing on set and so they get to her scene which is scheduled to be the last one of the day and it's her big musical number and we usually wrap it about seven o'clock yeah. and it's like seven forty uh, six forty at this point so it's like right we've got 20 minutes to shoot this scene so you're going to learn the choreography <laughs> in five minutes <laughs> and then we're going to shoot it so she literally had to learn all of this push-up bra da, 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 everything <laughs> within that five minute time period <laughs> And then shoot it and do all the mirrors. Uh, it yeah. was just. And deliver a perfect lip sync to her pre record, yeah, which was yeah, phenomenal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's multitasking on mm-hmm. a whole other level. <laughs> but I think you kind of get to a point where you're just in autopilot when, when, um, when, it, yeah, when the crunch comes and you just yeah. got to do it. Yeah. So, you can no you choice. talk a little bit about the rehearsal schedule? Like, do you mm. guys get to actually practice the choreography usually in advance, or is it all done on set? You know, there's never um, and there's never a dull moment on set, <laughs> and there's <laughs> never there's never a spare minute really. Because if we're not filming, we're either in rehearsals with Ashley, our amazing choreographer, mm. um, who would be so patient. Because sometimes I know I can have two left feet, and <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're dancing with horses, which is a whole other story. But when you have that many people, like um, on on your episode, mm-hmm. Sydney Land, um, in that Oi, what a night! I mean, there's so it's much like going on. Fifty dancers and trying to coordinate everybody, yeah. and like you said, he's so patient. And then he's got his assistants who are working with us, and then the directors and execs have to come in and make sure that they like how it looks and things. And there's just a lot of people that have to sign off on it, yeah. and. We're just so happy that it is that way because the results come out in, in what you see on screen, and it's it's a movie. Yeah. It's not TV. It's a film. And we're know? just we're just in shock, as much in shock like as everyone else when we were. We're like, wow, we did that because I know for musical numbers they usually give us a day to a day and a half to to film the whole sequence, mm-hmm. but sometimes you know like Mallory's um, sequence, you, you don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're not doing choreography, we're either horseback riding or in the uh, studio. Like laying down the songs and stuff. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like (laughs) juggling, and you just like, like, okay, fine, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm there, okay. (laughs) You just do it. It's like, just tell us where to go. What's been your guys' favorite episode so far? Because obviously we've got two more left this season, but so far, episode one through six. Bias. Right. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind is, you know, two balls when we get to see Sid's hometown with his parents and things that aired last week. And it was just so much fun to shoot, especially that scene when we were all at the table. And again, I was cracking up. Yeah, with together. Faith Prince. But they, she, thinking about it. And her line wasn't particularly funny, but it was just how she delivered it that just... I couldn't hold it together and there's one shot where the camera goes back round and you see me like this. I could <laughs> and um, I don't know how the editors managed to cut out me just bursting into fits of laughter. <laughs> see, for me, it's really hard to choose because it's more of moments. There's like mm. different moments in each episode that happen that are just so funny. I know when I did my scene with um, John Stamos in the tent, that was so <laughs> difficult for me to keep a straight face, especially saying the your mama joke. <laughs> and John is so charming and so lovely and such a pro and all I kept thinking was oh my gosh this is Uncle Jesse <laughs> with Uncle Jesse this is so right yet so wrong at the same time um, but it was yeah, that was so funny because he was just improving and doing all these funny things like coming right at me and me putting my hand on his face to push him away and it was just I mean it's moments like that that you just think this is this is so magical and then in tonight's episode with Love is Strange it has to be one of of my favorite moments um 
as as a child, as a kid, we all want to be uh, a Disney princess, you know, as a little girl. And um, you you dream about singing a song like that, you, especially by Alan Menken, and you think, oh my gosh, this can't be happening. And then you have this wonderful Disney ballad. Except that I never <laughs> I never thought in a million years that I'd be singing a, a, an Alan Menken sort of Disney ballad. But with lyrics such as, you know, <laughs> dirty underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and all that. Hang on a second. It's true. And for Karen and Josh that day, I mean, it was a full day of them doing this song because it was like really hard to um, get the shots through the bars. So, like, it looks effortless <laughs> oh. on the screen. But it'd be like, okay, cut, we need to go again because our face is like in the middle of the bars and all of that. Those bloody bars. But that was the <laughs> hardest day for me on set because I had to sit in the dungeon on that ground for like 14 hours <laughs> while they're singing. And by the end of it, I'm like, love is strange. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone had like funny okay. funny things to do. So I was just like <laughs> If anything I was impressed that you get your foot that high. <laughs> <laughs> well kind of going off of that, what do you guys think is the most difficult part about filming a show like this? Because there is such a quick turnaround time between rehearsal and actually having to film it. Mm-hmm. And everything like that, and we we know you guys have wonderful musical backgrounds. How does that? How is it different going from a, a theatrical background to something that is so fast paced and completely different because it's pre recorded? Um, I know that when I did, I was in the original cast of Mamma Mia, and that was my first time like doing a musical. And thank God that I went through that process because it made me really appreciate how much work. Um, it takes and how much stamina you have to have for doing eight shows a week uh, and and you have the luxury of time during that rehearsal period to to really get to know your voice and and feeling comfortable with singing the songs and 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 throwing yourself in that moment you have that nice rehearsal period but with 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 this um, it was so quick as you said and you don't really have that luxury of time of of really bonding with mm-hmm. with the music is I mean we're singing it day and night <laughs> and breathing and sleeping it and hoping that that magic will just happen in that moment um, especially because we record the songs before we film but then we also have earpieces and we're singing live so it you never know they'll be like oh hang on a second they sang it really they sang it really well um, in the live take so we'll just take a bit of that and then a bit of this and, and sometimes <laughs> the whole live track and then you hear birds chirping in the background and all that but um, it's it's just I think it's more a question of time that you know that we don't maybe perhaps get as you would when we are rehearsing for a show. It's like you don't know what you're going to get also because when we're given the music, it's Alan's demo track, which sounds completely different <laughs> to the orchestrated <laughs> version. And like when I was in the Lion King when it first opened in London, it's um, you get the luxury of having the full orchestra there. You know when you yeah. get to a certain point in in the rehearsal period and you get used to hearing it that way. But then we've got to wait all this time until it's on TV and (laughs) then we finally get to know what it really sounds like. So you're kind of just going off of what our fantastic musical director, um, Cos, he's just a genius and he has everything in his head already. So you just listen to him and then he'll tell you to perform it one way or kind of pull back in this part and maybe give more there. And you trust him and know that it's going to sound amazing and it just does. So it's a lot of... um, you just have to be very trusting in that sense with everyone that you work with. But, I mean, if you're not, then why are you doing this job? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're, we're so lucky to have such a great team around us. I mean, you have Alan and Glenn and mm-hmm. Michael Kassar. And, I mean, these, this is the dream team. And, and we're so lucky and humbled by the whole experience to be working with such legends. Mm-hmm. And no pressure at all when we go in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> None no. whatsoever. No. <laughs> Well, and that's got to be difficult, too, having to wait for feedback, because theater, you get immediate feedback Uh on your performance, whereas a television show, you have to wait until you're sitting and watching it. So that's got to be a little hard, too. It is. I think you kind of let it go at that point, Um, and... I know you can. You all of you are singing that song in your head. <laughs> <laughs> you were dreading me. I was seriously singing it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> just <laughs> But um, those three words will never be the same for anyone ever again. <laughs> but um, I've even lost my train of thought. But, yeah, you have to just. 
you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Whatever they've edited together is there's nothing you can do about it now, so you better be <laughs> yeah. all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. So let's get back to this episode because mm-hmm. there is so much to talk about with this episode and brought it up and then we kind of got sidetracked. Favorite episode on the table. Got, or or not favorite episode. <laughs> but uh, I want to know favorite song from these ones because I really loved this opening number. Just with all the mirrors. I know you said it took like five minutes for her to learn all the choreography and about 20 minutes to shoot. But I was just really impressed, especially mm. when her reflection for the very first time yeah. pokes its head up and it's like, oh, it's going to be that kind of <laughs> song. <laughs> Hmm, favorite song. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a toss-up tonight between the No One But You and uh, Love Is Strange. Like, the, they were both yeah. so great and so different. Um, no one, no one but you. Just music for the music nerds out there. It's very. <laughs> it feels very a guy like you from Hunchback. Also, Alan oh, Menken. Yeah. Oh, and I feel like Love Is Strange kind of gave me a little bit of like at last I've seen the light from Tangled. A mm. little bit. Yeah. 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 So little yeah. little melodic. Yeah. Yeah. Tie in there. How about you, Jackie? Um, I'm a huge Weird Al fan, so I <laughs> love I love the super funny numbers. Yeah. So I love that number, and I love what I like to do is when I watch those numbers is see the main actor start horsing around in the background <laughs> because <laughs> you know they're given some. You know you guys are given little bits to do, and it's so funny because like you're watching people's faces and they're they're really engaging, even though you're not technically supposed yeah. to be viewing that. But I like to see that because I'm like, I know they made a choice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we did that like I was like really getting into it I, like, yeah, I could tell we hadn't seen any of their choreography or anything so it was literally when we were shooting that scene we you know that was like natural reaction yeah, yeah. and um, we were just in awe we were like yeah. oh my gosh how did he learn all this in uh-huh. such a short space of time it's complex yeah but we were yeah so impressed they just nailed it <laughs> nailed it nailed it <laughs> you Tiana favorite song um, okay, I can't remember which song this is, but whichever one had the lyrics, Petrificus Totalis, like the Harry Potter nerd over here. Like, we've gotten a lot of Game of Thrones references throughout yeah. the episodes, yeah. but to throw in the Harry Potter one, I was like, yeah. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was and it wasn't quite as blatant as Expelliarmus would have yeah. been. Yeah. So, uh, not to them on that one. That yeah. <laughs> I do like to, um, you have these guest stars who don't, some of them saying like the, um, like, no, I can't. I can only think Uncle Jesse, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> he sang with Sean Ham. Yeah. He Hamm. sang with the Beach Boys, and then um, and Weird Al. Always, obviously, is a, that's his career. But hearing Ricky Gervais sing was just so funny to me. <laughs> it added a level of like funny because you just don't picture him singing. Yeah. Well, when in some of his um, episodes on The Office, he like brought out his guitar and he was um, you know like just strumming a tune, and I'm sure that he was improvising then as well. Yeah. But he's actually got a pretty good singing voice, and seeing like the kinds of characters that he plays, mm-hmm. singing voice and those just don't go together. <laughs> it just, no, it's just not something that you picture. But he, yeah, he's pretty. Um, he was he's so good. He's he was in good form, yeah. Definitely. And he was doing take after take, and he was just—you could tell—he was just having so much fun with it. Yeah. Because he'd hold that end note, uh-huh. and it would go to places that I never thought. Of. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, it, was, it was really funny. <laughs> That was another moment for me. I mean, I w- both with the Weird Al moment and that moment when they have the guest star come in, you're like, no, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. With, yeah, like I said, our jaws just hit the ground. It was and then even, they had, uh, even the girl who plays Daisy on Downton Abbey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh so I yeah. didn't know she could sing either. She, and she did a lovely job. Yeah, she's um, in, in that particular episode, I think that... You know, she was singing as the character, but if she sings as herself, she her voice is just know, so, so it's just so lovely, and like you could just sit there and just listen. To <laughs> and I thought that was cute too. The two of them together, yeah, yeah. the cute pairing. I, I was really hoping we would get a chance to talk about that with the the chef's love song oh, <laughs> because yes. this is a character that has been kicked to the curb so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Really nice to see him have just one small duet moment where he mm. could sing with somebody else and maybe have a shot of 
something like happiness that maybe (laughs) (laughs) as close to happiness as serfs can get. (laughs) (laughs) It's just adorable. (laughs) Because it as great as it is to have Weird Al, this one it's kind of hard to follow up a Weird Al number with a number like that. But it was really sweet and really adorable. And they make it good because the lyrics are hilarious. Yeah, they are those like babies, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of true. That's what makes it funny because, like, in you know, medieval period, that's exactly what would have happened. (laughs) Oddly morbid, but still kind of (laughs) uplifting. Interested. There's a lot going on in these episodes too with your guys' characters. For one, Sid just has a one-liner every time. (laughs) Best one-liner. That's my favorite thing about him. I have to say, like, I lucked out with the one-liners, and I would just like be reading through the script, waiting for them, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'd be so jealous, I'm like, okay, and I get all the it's a babble lines. <laughs> and he's like just the one gold, you know, solid gold line and I'm like, okay, fine. Well, and it's hard too because Isabella is going through a lot because not only does she have all of the guilt, but she also tries to make it right and this is where the whole thing comes undone. And the the whole plot is revealed and Gallivant sees the scheme for what it was truly like. I know that the tone of the show, for one, is comedic and that obviously you guys are having a lot of fun, but when it gets to be moments like that, do you guys make, like, is it hard to emotionally connect because the show is so fun? You know, I can safely say for Luke and I, we're like the biggest sops. It doesn't take much for us to tear up. (laughs) I mean, especially, I'm jumping slightly forward to next week. No, don't tell them, (laughs) (laughs) Karen! It was on the last day because we knew it was our last day of filming. And we were just like, (laughs) like, we were all teary and everything. It was so sad. It was Um, so sad. Yeah. And I think, you know, with, um, Going back to, to, to this weekend's episodes, it's such a fine line because you do have those moments where it's a bit of, it's a bit of drama. <laughs> and it's such a fine line with not being too overly dramatic because it is a comedy. But at the same time, you have to feel those moments and, and give recognition to those moments too. So, um, I know we were talking a lot to, uh, the directors, um, to, to kind of guide us because, it's you don't want to fall too much over this way or too much the other way and that's the beauty of dan's writing he's just he's a genius he's just so able to kind of marry both the comedic side and the dramatic side and all of his stories they're they're real genuine love stories you know at their core and and i think that's what just makes it so great and just amazing and just enjoyable to perform because you kind of get to do everything in one project so one yeah, of, super lucky. One of my favorite things that um, going kind of going along with this this um, now I'm now my <laughs> mind is blinking. But I know <laughs> what I'm gonna say. Uh, the the love is strange song where it's kind of playing on the idea that this isn't this isn't a perfect love song and Disney has started to slowly like introduce this into their films, slowly introduce this uh, into their TV shows where it's like you can have this really beautiful love and it doesn't have to be perfect in picture book and that's that's what I like as the message of this show it's he's falling in love with the girl who snores or that was this that was Kara's real snore by the way <laughs> just so you know it do you have a deviated septum? Impressive. I do. <laughs> friends who do, so I know that they're trials and tribulations. But it was funny because um, everyone asks me now. They tweet. They're like, "Do you really snore?" And I'm like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "Well." And I, uh, just for the FYI, I don't snore in real life. I just take inspiration from my husband, who's going to kill me because right <laughs> <laughs> he has the best snore. It's like a rattlesnake. It's like you know, really, you know, a honking spaceship kind of thing. So I just took, I took <laughs> inspiration from there. And then when doing the scenes, and again, it was really hard because these, the, you and Josh were laughing hysterically. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to do this? <laughs> But going back to um, what you were saying, Jackie, is so. Um, I feel like it's a reflection of what today's world is. Yeah. Nothing is perfect anymore, and we're okay with you know showing our flaws. And I think that's just what people just connect with, really. And like down to little kids and adults, you know, we've been through it all and seen everything. And 
just make it be real. And thank goodness. I mean, did we ever think that you were going to play a squire uh, yeah. and I was going to play a medieval princess? We have to tell you about the audition process. It was kind of similar. Um, when I, I think, well, yeah, when I got the script, I was like, yes, you know, this is Dan Fogelman, Alan Menken's doing music. This is going to be amazing. So I'm reading through. I'm loving it. It's a page turner. Sid's getting introduced and I read the character description. And Sid, a scrawny Jewish guy, <laughs> the kind of Jew that non-Jews find funny. <laughs> I was like, oh. Last time I checked, I, I, I didn't really have that look. Like, I'm, you know, I'm short and... But I'm black. So I call up my manager and I'm like, uh, you know, are you sure I'm going to be seen for this? You know, and, they, and he's like, no, Susan Vash, who is our casting director, that she wants to bring you in, she wants to see you. And I thought, you know what? It just completely took the pressure off. Probably not going to get it. Yeah. Let me just go in and have fun. <laughs> end yeah. up booking the role. Well, it's exactly, exactly <laughs> the same story. I'm so excited, like a little girl. My eyes are getting wider and wider as I'm reading um, the pilot. And then it comes to Isabella, and it says, yeah, well, we want Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, we can get her. And I was like, what? Jennifer <laughs> 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 Lawrence. Pink Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And I called my agent, and I said, are you kidding? Who <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence? It's someone that looks a lot like her. And I said, the last time I checked in the mirror, I definitely did. <laughs> And he, they said again, you know, Susan and Melissa, they want they want you to come in and see for it. And um, I, I just never would have thought. I mean, after Dan met me, I had no idea. But he said, yeah, that's my brown Jennifer Lawrence. Hats off to you know to him and to ABC and just colorblind casting is just so refreshing and especially for us you know yeah. and getting to have this opportunity. And I just feel like it's a, again a reflection of what's out there today and our show is not taking itself seriously in the slightest and you can just sit back and enjoy it without thinking you know well maybe the character should look like no yeah. enjoy the show well, and they wrote it oh I'm, I'm sorry because <laughs> they wrote it into the script yeah. they yeah. wrote that yeah. into the script Your definitely yeah how we're super diverse so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ethnically hard to think <laughs> For me, that was the line of the night. Like, yeah. It's so funny because Twitter is already like going crazy. <laughs> that, like, everyone's claiming that as their own. Yeah. Like, you got to say that, which was so, so fun. <laughs> growing up as a kid, because I have a bit of a tossed salad of a background, and I remember Dan asking me this at the, at the casting. He was like, where are you from, Karen? And I'm like, well, how long have you got? And he goes, a bit Chinese and Indian. He goes, but your last name's Jewish. I was like, yeah, I got that too. And he's like, okay, you know what? I, so it was It was just, when you get uh, a gift of a line like that, it's not, you, when do we get to say things like that? Mm -hmm. Super diverse, diverse, ethnically <laughs> hard to pin down in a medieval period. I mean, it just doesn't happen. So we know we're really lucky. It's, it's a nice, refreshing change of pace. Um, and speaking of Twitter, we do have some questions from yeah. Twitter. Um, yeah. I'd love to get yeah. to those. But first, I want to talk to our listeners really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much for the people who've gone to iTunes to rate and leave a comment. It means the world to us. And we love hearing your guys' feedback, not only on there, but on YouTube. It makes our day when we see those comments come up, and it makes us more searchable. And the guys behind the scenes at AfterBuzz are putting on 99 shows a week, which means that they are working over 100 hours a week, probably closer to 110, to get all of that content to you for free. So it really means the world if you go to iTunes and you let us know what you think. So, thank you guys. Whoop. I'm going to do that without breaking my head. You're giving them more work to do if you break them. <laughs> That's why we don't mic drop here at Africa. We do not do that. So we've got a couple questions. One from Quina uh, Gonzalez, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing those names. Uh, one question. How is um, how fun is it to live tweet on Sunday nights? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to answer that, Karen? <laughs> Karen is the queen of Twitter, I have to say, especially when it comes to the show. She's like, I feel like she's superhuman or something. She's just, just so over it. And, um, yeah, it's it's you you blow me away really? every Sunday. <laughs> and blow me out of the water as well. Because I'm like just trying to keep up. 
there's so much <laughs> love that comes for yeah. the show and you just want to give everyone a big hug because really it it just means the world to all of us that um, people are embracing the show that they're laughing mm-hmm. they're having such a wonderful time and kind of like forgetting about the realities of life or whatever <laughs> every Sunday night so um, it's it's pandemonium for all of us because yeah. we're, we're tweeting all together and it's so funny because you'll have Dan Fogelman or uh, Chris Koch in the background telling us you know there was one tweet I got saying um, is it just me or is everyone in the show really good looking and I said <laughs> oh, I don't know how to you. answer that and Dan, Dan said just write this I said oh okay and he said three of us yes two of us had plastic surgery. (laughs) 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 I mean, we're having all this silly fun in the background and it's just banter between all of us back and forth. So (laughs) it's like little kids in a room with like this gadget and we're just having too much fun. So do you guys usually all get together to live tweet Mm -hmm. for the episode? So you watch them together? Yeah. How cute. So this Sunday um, is at Vinny's house and um, last week was at Tim's. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just kind of making the rounds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Speaking of behind the scenes, we have a question from CJ Williams on Twitter. What's it like working with Timi- Timothy Amundsen? Okay, well, we actually haven't had that many scenes yeah, with yeah. him. But the one which we had, which, you know, was on tonight's show. Well, well, Genius. He, he again, like these, I feel like I'm just working with alien people here. <laughs> the stuff that they do and that they bring to set is it's just so far beyond anything that you had in mind like when we were doing the read-throughs and when you're reading over it again yourself but Tim he he just the way that he works and he like just really squeezes the funny out of every single line and he's just enjoying himself and the character so much and it's just so infectious. He's such a natural too. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's Tim Amundsen, and and I mean, for me, it was it was that scene that was so funny, and also when um, in tonight's <laughs> episode when he reveals my parents, <laughs> <laughs> and we were laughing because I just felt like it was like the prize is right, and he was like, and here's door number one, and then door number two, and, and he was. I remember when we were filming that, he was just so funny because when he was laughing at me, he goes, "Oh, your face, like all those." <laughs> I said, how am I going to keep a straight face throughout this whole thing? Because they're like, Karen's a close-up on you, meaning don't laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is so hard. But um, we've had so much fun with him, and yeah. um, we're hoping we're hoping for a season two, and we're certainly hoping for more encounters with yeah, him. Yeah, because things <laughs> in season two will be very different. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Ooh. Yeah. I think you what know is, something. What does that mean? <laughs> could see it being very different just with the way this episode ends it's kind of left on a note that's kind of a game changer mm-hmm. yeah so well, this is like the taste of the game changer you're such a tease (laughs) (laughs) someone's gone through PR training (laughs) I actually that episode where where he reveals your parents he had I think it was the last episode where he talks about how he doesn't know comedy and I (laughs) I was thinking as it happened well he learned comedy (laughs) (laughs) they've been they've been put away for a long time perspective (laughs) one more question from twitter for right now also from miss gonzalez just because we were talking about disney earlier who was your guys's favorite disney princess growing up okay so mine i had what character yeah technically not a disney princess this is true yeah um so disney princess considering that was um asked first I don't know, maybe Jasmine, because I really enjoyed watching Aladdin, and they got to go on that magic carpet, and it's like, wait, you can travel the entire world <laughs> in one night. <laughs> I want to do that. But, um, yeah, I think I think Princess Jasmine, but Disney character, um, not that I'm biased, but <laughs> young Simba in the Lion King. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no bias there. <laughs> Mine's kind of a toss-up, because... Um, uh, I mean, I grew up on, like, high doses of Jane Austen and the Bronte sisters. So, really, in in my dreamland, I'd love to be Elizabeth Bennet, which, you know, (laughs) 
I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so my mom then, to make me feel better, showed me Pocahontas. She showed me Esmeralda and Hunchback of Notre Dame and um, and Jasmine in, in Aladdin. And I thought, yay! Maybe, maybe in my dreams. And, and I just love the three of them so much. But, you know, secretly I did want to be a redhead like Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> or Belle and Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I just always wanted to like, be on that rock like Ariel and flip my hair. Like, that hair flip is everything. You can still yeah. do this, though. You <laughs> go down to Malibu. <laughs> I was just going to say, you've never done this. I have. (laughs) No, I'll have to go. Maybe tomorrow. Point two, there's a great rock. (laughs) Well, actually, I've got something that you can put your hair on. This rock. (gasps) No. Oh, my God. I think you guys should have have to try. Copies. That's and, so and cool. Karen stole it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do they know you have it? <laughs> yeah, I wish no I could idea. move it over to the center of the table. <laughs> I, got, I got you. I got you. There we go. There we go. Yay. Now the crown jewel at Afterbuzz. <laughs> <laughs> that it's is here. the coolest thing. That's awesome. Thank you. Do you get to keep that? So uh, we we asked after we filmed um, the first season, we were like, okay, there's got to be a memento for each of our characters that we have to keep. So um, I, I asked for v- the, the jewel of Valencia because that <laughs> yeah. thing has caused me so much havoc. <laughs> you know, I just thought I, we've got to be reunited. So And then you. And I've got <laughs> something which I don't even know if I'm allowed to say what I got. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say, but uh, Okay, never. well, um, <laughs> the Sydney Land episode again, going back to that. Um, there was the tapestry on the wall (laughs) (laughs) in the knight's outfit which when I saw it (laughs) because Dan actually emailed me a picture of it before we went on set and I could not believe that I had a tapestry made of myself as a knight (laughs) was hanging (laughs) on the wall in my house and so um yeah, that is gonna go up on the wall in my house. Whose <laughs> <laughs> room does that go in? Do you hang that in like the bath? Like you don't want it to be too showbody, so do you put it in the bathroom so people well, can like secretly <laughs> admire it, or do you? No, I think I think I'm gonna go for that actually. <laughs> at, least, like, at least for the first year or two. Yeah, like, entry hall. Yeah, yeah. Entry hall, definitely. Like, when you walk in, like you open the door and it's like, "Hello, it's me. Hello, it's me." Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when I saw it on the email, I was like, oh, "Okay, cool, like amazing." But then when I saw it in real life, I was like, oh, it's life size? <laughs> Huge. <laughs> the frame for that, I don't even know how much that's going to cost. And it would be worth it. Yeah, it will. Yeah. It will be. <laughs> Wait, my suggestion, uh, when you get like a mansion, put it in the study. And one of those yes. portraits that you put over a fireplace. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Those creepy whodunit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like you... St- and you Agatha Christie novel. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like you go stand on the mantle, put your arm up, smoke a pipe, <laughs> <laughs> a tapestry of you above yeah. you. It's like, yes. so, so <laughs> doing that. It's a very Sid thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of you guys just cracking up, we've got one more question from Twitter. Awkward Meow on Twitter wants to know if you guys both Karen and Luke think that you could start a comedy band while the show is on hiatus maybe with Weird Al a comedy that would be fun that would actually be pretty cool um, I don't know if we'd be able to write lyrics as well as Glenn Slater <laughs> <does, so laughs> we just have to rope him into it as well um but yeah it'd be really funny actually can you imagine if we had like a pop band yeah with Gallivan what would we call it because oh, there was, there was, we tried to do like a hybrid name of Sid and Isabella, which was Sidabella, <laughs> but then um, Dan Fogelman said that that sounded like an STD. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, or a ship I'm name that sounds a little bit like a ship name. Yeah. 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 We'll go, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got Galabella right now. <laughs> shipping, they're saying, yeah, I ship Galabella. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys could be the Galaband. She's really good at wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've never been that quick for anything. It took me until we were about to start the show tonight to get 
episode five's name like, completely. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I did not put that together <laughs> yeah right, and I was like, like oh I get it now <laughs> and I was just like yeah <laughs> yeah way to catch up <laughs> you done good you done good trust me you did well I mean if you had to say that line that nocturnal dance with the the howling of the water. Indeed. Well, to get back to this episode a little bit, I hate I'm having fun. Yeah, <laughs> sorry guys. Sorry. I know. To get back sorry. to this episode a little bit, we were talking a little bit about what it's like working with Timothy. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about his character because we get some character backstory this time around in uh, Dungeons and Dragon Ladies. During the song Hocus Pocus, we get a peek into his past. And we see why he is the way he is, which was his whole spirit <laughs> quest. Thanks to Xanax. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and we find out that he actually has a brother. He wasn't first in line for the throne. He has a brother named Kingsley. They literally <laughs> named him Kingsley. <laughs> I like that song, too. The song where they're telling him, you have to take the sword. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to. <laughs> But that one, I think that explains, again, I don't want to make excuses for this guy because he accidentally hangs people without consequence. <laughs> that was so funny, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just banging his hand yeah. and people are dropping behind him. It's terrible. <laughs> you see the chef's face going, oh no. <laughs> Where's this lady to? <laughs> Wait, you don't have to kill me. We can take Xanax. <laughs> But um, but we find out that the reason he is the way he is is because he was always second fiddle. Mm-hmm. He was always everyone's second choice for everything, including being king. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't really too hard to predict that Kingsley was going to come back after that introduction, it says a lot about, again, why Richard is the way he is. What did you guys think? Did you guys feel sorry for him at that point? Or were you like, I don't care. This doesn't excuse anything you've done. <laughs> well, here's one of the things that I love about the show is that we here we get like a lovely little moral nugget of truth in the middle of this. Like, you know, how we've all felt that. We've all felt that less than kind of second fiddle to someone else, the the better person. And here we get like, oh god, this is what this is what happens if it turn if it takes a left turn, it becomes evil. Like <laughs> I think on some level we all can relate to that. You know, we we can see ourselves in pieces of that story. Yeah. And for me I think it brought up another question of where did Kingsley go? Because he eventually does take the sword, so did that officially make him the king over King Richard to begin with? I think it was more just like, I don't want to be king, but I want that sword. Yeah, like, I want the sword. It was an accessory. It was Okay. (laughs) It was that. But, I, I mean, I don't think I feel bad for Richard, but I understand him more, and I appreciate that, but... I also I just love his character. <laughs> Even though he is, you know, the bad guy, I still love his character because it's so funny and he's so aloof to a lot of <laughs> things that are going around uh, going on around him, you know, with the whole Madalena and, you know, the juster affair going on and stuff. So, I like that we got more insight to him, but it doesn't really change my 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 whatever I'm trying to say. Well, also this negative body image that it kind of explains why he might have killed the chef's father and the chef's grandfather. Good point. Like oh, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, that's probably why he's too happy with the chef. <laughs> what about you, Jackie? Are you still? Are you still all right with the king, or are you like, ugh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have an excuse? I mean, I love villains, so I've always (laughs) been all right with the king. I mean, he's kind of like, he's kind of like Scar, where it's like he feels like he was he was the slighted one and he shouldn't get she shouldn't have to be. But um, I forget who his the the guy who's his um, who's his Gareth Gareth, Gareth. Yeah, seeing little Gareth. Oh, Gareth, what good casting! It was. The best <laughs> casting that I think I may have on. ever seen for someone who looks exactly like yes. they would have looked. Yeah. 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 I'm only ten, but yeah, that was okay. my favorite line. I'm only ten, but okay. <laughs> do and Tim said he actually looked a lot like um, the younger version of him as well. Oh, Tim, and said, yeah, because um, yeah, Tim was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was you know a bit <laughs> kind of yeah, a bit, a little bit. Say it, pudgy. Yes. Right? Tiana said it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, he said he looked exactly like that. Um, and so I think it just, you know, it really kind of 
just ties in with the character again and that's the great thing about this show is that you kind of get a little background on on each of us and I think it makes quite a lot of the characters relatable in that way and and the two boys that played the younger <laughs> version were so fantastic yeah. I mean and it, yeah it was really nice to have them on the set too <laughs> I hope we get more flashbacks because they were just adorable yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're so, they so cute there's some um, I think there are a couple quite a few flashbacks um, that we had shot that didn't make it in just because of like the timing of the episodes and, and things like that but um Hopefully, there's some sort of gag reel where they um, I think they're bring gonna them all together. Yeah, because there's so much that you guys would just love seeing <laughs> and just be rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah, yeah there were other uh, like extra verses in some of our songs that had to be cut. Or Vinny had a great song too, mm-hmm. Maniology. You know, f- to show King Richard had to man up a bit, and Uh-oh. we were like, oh, but because we're so constrained for time, it's 22 minutes essentially, right? Yeah. You've got to pack everything in. It's it, it was tough. I I'd hate to be in their position trying to slice things down, and because really we we shot more than what we needed, mm-hmm. so I think there's got to be extra bonuses or something. Definitely, yeah. And this week, like you know, like you guys were saying, it was such a cliffhanger. I'm interested to know what you think's going to happen next week. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, that sounds like a perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> Prediction. Who's <laughs> done this before? <laughs> you're after Buzz. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so great. It makes me so happy. <laughs> like being in a disco ball. We need a warning, though. Like, strobe lights. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> so Do that again. Our viewers who have issues. <laughs> we might have to start putting up a seizure warning at the beginning of the episode. So, we're left off with Kingsley coming back. Uh, Madalena sent him a letter to try to... Ki- presumably take back the kingdom played by uh rutger hauer i believe is how you say the name uh people may recognize him from batman begins he was one of the board of directors for uh wayne enterprises he's just one of those guys when he comes on screen just a lot of gravitas there yeah. there's mm-hmm. like you don't want to mess with that guy. Like scary in real life <laughs> <laughs> i remember walking into the makeup trailer and i was just like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh nice nice to meet you sir and then he was like yes <laughs> nice to meet you too. Very like, I'm just gonna get my makeup done now. <laughs> Go away. Like, he just the character. He yeah. he just yeah, just destroyed it. He's so he was just so good. Yeah. So so good. It was a bit surreal because you know, for, for anyone who's watched Blade Runner, you're like, Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I said. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And it is kind of shocking when he comes in, not only because of who's playing him, but the fact that he's this guy who has probably more right to be king Mm -hmm. than King Richard does. So, And you guys mentioned that next week is a little bit more of a game changer than this week was. (laughs) So all in all, what do you guys think is the direction for the last two episodes of the show? If you're saying that this is the real game changer, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, so Kingsley takes over the kingdom, rightfully, and then King Richard ends up teaming up with Gallivant, and the new bad guy is Kingsley. Uh, we're keeping a poker face. Yeah. Yeah. Smiling yeah. at everyone, too. These two are hard to break. Um, I see, and it's already formed kind of with the Madalena and Kingsley alliance, but I see her as an opportunist. So really? we all super intellectual she thoughts of the day. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you pick up on that. Just subtle hints. Madalena, I get it. Um, so I could see since King Richard has said I'm basically through with you, her now trying to get into Kingsley's pants to team up there, and I do kind of see uh, King Richard gallivant thing coming together and I actually just want to finally see the whole Galabella thing <laughs> take off and run with that, that whole thing more. Hashtag ship Gal- Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see that kiss already. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for it. I just want a big production number finale with perhaps a mega mix a la Joseph. Yes. All of the songs with new lyrics. I would like a one day more of, of the gallery. Oh, yeah. Okay, that too. That too. That works. That would be fantastic. We haven't seen a dragon yet. 
I we I know I was really holding out for it. <laughs> two episodes. I would like Kingsley to bring in a dragon. That's just me. I don't think that's actually going to happen. That seems a little far fetched, but we can dream, right? Yeah. Season yes. two. Season two. <laughs> no, Season we're two. Putting this out. What, what do we say on set all the time? Oh, eight seasons, two, two. movies. Broadway production. <laughs> Dolls. Dolls. Nice. Yes. Action Dolls. figures. Action, no. Action. Action figures. Detailed figurines. Okay. Detailed <laughs> figurines. <laughs> Obviously, we don't want you guys to give away anything from next week, but what would you guys like to see from your characters in season two? Assuming everyone's alive. We're not... We're not <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, wow. They were making lots of Game of Thrones references. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very true. Saying. A singing red wedding? That would be quite epic. We have to tiptoe around this one. I would like to see um, just some. I don't even want to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would just like to see um, like a different kind of. Characters put in very different situations from what they're used to or what we've seen them in so far. So kind of just test each and every one of them to their limits and kind of really get to see what, what they do in that situation. <laughs> mm. You are so good. Just <laughs> uh. <tip-toeing> away. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the PR training. <laughs> it is, right? He's very good at it. Very good. <laughs> How about character interactions that you guys didn't get a whole lot of for season one that mm-hmm. you'd maybe like to see for season two? I, I know I'd love us to have more time with um, Tim and yeah, Vinny. Yeah, agreed. That'd be great. And and Madalena, mm-hmm. I'd love to see a cat fight. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, a really... I mean, Mallory and I I'd were like talking to about that this. I'd like to see that too. I'd just be like... Mallory and I were saying it'd be really fun if we could have, like, the epic female cat fight. And in between takes, we'd be hugging each other, saying, <laughs> 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 okay, okay, ready, go, okay, go. Um, but something like that. And I I personally would love to see um, Valencia restored back to where it was before. With its population of 87 yeah. people. Yeah. Yes. No more Valencia. I want some more swashbuckling and you know <laughs> sword fighting and things like that. That's what I'd like to see for Sid. Because I feel like he's harboring these skills that haven't really been on display yet. So, um, I mean, we took on the entire pirate crew. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> With practically our bare hands, so. Yeah, better than Castle Black. Yeah, we got the skill. <laughs> As you said, so. Right? So, more <laughs> fighting and, and more pirates. Yeah. You know? But with Dan's imagination, just you watch out. ready for anything. It's the unexpected. <laughs> we didn't even know what, like, we're shooting the entire series, and we got to episode five and six, and we had no idea what seven and eight was going to be, and it was literally that week that we started shooting it that it was like, oh, now we know what the fate's going to be for all of these characters. Wow. Yeah. So they just change like that, and then they'll get this brand new idea, and... Um, <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, just expect the unexpected next <laughs> <Yes>. weekend. <laughs> okay, unfortunately, we're running short on time, and it breaks my heart to say it, so we, we really should wrap up. But before we do, do you guys have any more questions? Okay, I'm going to kill myself if I don't ask Luke to do a pop-pop for ah! me. Yeah. Do a little one. Just for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I don't think we can top that. <laughs> Where do we go from there? I think that's the perfect note to end on. Where can fans go if they want to keep up with what you guys are doing and what about uh, your upcoming projects? So they can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Luke underscore Youngblood. And I'm at Karen David, but on Instagram, because there's another Karen David, I'm Is It Babbling now. Um, <laughs> at Karen David Official on Instagram and Danny Pudi, <laughs> who I just finished uh, doing um, an indie film with called The Tiger Hunter. He calls me Karen David Official. <laughs> like, Danny, please. He's like, Karen David Official. <laughs> so uh, I'm feeling official right now. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Any upcoming projects? you guys want to plug real quick we are just kind of really pushing for season two that's what we want to plug real quick um, <laughs> so you just need to get out there keep watching the show and just 
just badger ABC. Yeah. Like, yes. literally chain yourself <laughs> to the gates of ABC. <laughs> for us to I'm going to chain myself to a Mickey yeah. statue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back yeah. Alvin. Yeah. Tweet, tweeting helps. Anything yes. on social media because they always look at that. And, um, yeah, that, that all kind of helps. Yeah, we're just enjoying it so much. And just being on this ride with everyone else, getting to watch it every week is just such a treat. So, yeah, thank you guys for having us. And thanks, everyone, for watching as well. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. It's been so much fun. You guys are fantastic. Oh, <laughs> well. We just want to be with you guys all the time. Like, <laughs> you, you know where to find us. <laughs> we're always See, here. Because we'll just stalk you. Yeah, we're <laughs> always here. Just <laughs> watching TV all the time. So. Pretty much. That's the story of our lives. Blake, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Um, people can keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake McIver or Blake McIver Official. Com. So we ah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. There's no official after my name because <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at one two three Jackie underscore B, but I couldn't get an underscore for Instagram. They don't let you do that. Fun. So I'm at one two three Jackie B, all one word on uh, Instagram. Nice. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. There are lots of Megan Salinas's, so stick with the Menguin. <laughs> you might find some unpleasant things. <laughs> Thank you again to our wonderful guests. Thank, Thank you, you everybody. So it was Thank so you. much fun. Thank you guys. We will see you guys next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.